Okay, Bokatov, today's daf is daf Tesvov in Beitza. <coughs> Again, for a four shlame for Yosef Israel Ben Chaya Michal. And again, if you enjoyed the Staff podcast and you know anyone else who may benefit from it, please share it with them. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on the Apple Podcast. By doing so, we can help make sure that many around the world with limited time have the opportunity to learn the Daf. Thank you and a Gemar Simatova to everyone. We're holding on the about seven, eight lines down on the page in Daf Tesvav. The mission had said that what can you do on Yontif? You can send clothes from uh, as gifts to other people whether they are sewn or not sewn, we said because you either use them as clothes or as a cover. And you can even send things that are climb if they're hard and you can't uh, get warmth from them, so you can't wear them as clothes. Rebuta said you shouldn't even send a um, uh, not, not white shoes, meaning they haven't been blackened yet, because they still require craftsmen. In other words, they have no purpose yet. Then the mission ended up by saying anything that has a use, you could send on Yontif, otherwise not. So the Mishnah sounded like Zach Halkoshna, anything that's used on Yontif you can send, but the Gemara is going to qualify that. Says the Gemara, Avalos Sandal Masumar, but you can't send, <coughs> you could send shoes, <coughs> but you can't send shoes that have nails sticking out of them, nail, uh, uh, nail-studded shoes. Why? Sandal Masumar, my time alone, why can't you send shoes? If a person can wear them, because of a story that happened. Gemara and Shabbos, Samach brings down the famous case what um, <coughs> was a time of the Jews were being persecuted and they hid out in a cave or in a base medrash. And <coughs> according to some opinion, Shmuel says over there that uh, a guy was wearing, one of the people who was hiding out was wearing these uh, uh, nail-studded shoes and the shoes weren't like we have shoes today which fit you exactly. The shoes became reversed. And they were hiding out in a cave, and they said, whoever comes into the cave can come in, but don't, don't go out. Because if you go out, the guy may see you, and they'll discover our hiding place. So this guy's shoes, he wore these uh, uh, nail-studded shoes, got reversed. And from the footprint, it looked like he, he left. It looked like somebody left. <clears throat> so once somebody left, they were afraid they were going to be discovered. And, they, and there was a stampede, and they all rushed to get out of the cave, because they thought that their hiding place was discovered. And... More people were killed by the stampede than, of course, than by the Goyim. And because of that terrible incident, they were Gozer. The, the incident happened on Shabbos. So they were Gozer that on Shabbos and Yontav is similar to Shabbos. It's Asr and Avodah. And you can't do any uh, Asr and Malacha. So they said that on Shabbos and Yontav, you can't wear those kind of shoes. So then, therefore, the shoes have, have no purpose on Yontav. And <clears throat> you could wear them during the week, but you can't wear them on Yontav. Another story over there is that... <clears throat> That the stamp, the, the reason they were killed was because of the uh, because of the nail-studded shoes, not because the guy's shoes turned around and it looked the footprint looked like he left, but rather because uh, the story was different. They just were hiding out and they were afraid that they were going to be discovered, and they all stampeded out and they were killed by the by these shoes. So they made a tekan at that time. You shouldn't wear those kind of shoes on Yontif or on Shab, Shabbos or Yontif, and therefore we don't wear those shoes on Shabbos and Yontif, you don't, and, you don't, um, and you don't send them to somebody else even for wearing during the week. We'll talk about that soon. You can't wear it on Shabbos, but you could, you could move it. It's not muks, it's a pair of shoes. Because of the story that we just mentioned. The mission says you shouldn't send them to somebody else on Yontif. If you can't even move them, if you can't handle them, 
to to move them, Meshach Meboy certainly can't send them to somebody. So from the mission it says you can't send them to somebody. It's Mashmi can't send them something because they have no purpose on Shabbos and Yantif. And but you could be metal to them if, if you wear them during the week. I mean you could move them in your house, move them under the bed, or move them from a closet or wherever that's mutter. You also can't send a a shoe that's not sewn, that's not stitched, pshit, isn't that obvious? It has no purpose. It is attached with pins. Rashi says uh, one shot that maybe it was uh, partially stitched, two in the middle, two at, the, at, at each end. It was partially stitched, but it's not fit for wearing, and therefore you can't send it on. And even a white shoe. White shoe means it, the hide, the leather it's made from has not been blackened yet. Tanya Rabbi Mata Beshocher, he allows you to wear ones that were blackened already, that were uh, the shoemaker blackened them, but Oser Beloven, you can't wear white ones yet, Meshitzarach Bitsa Sagir. It needs Bitsa Sagir. Bitsa Rashi says gear is a kind of a, uh, a kind of dirt earth that's very black, and you, they use that to blacken, it's like a, uh, maybe it's based on a plant, or whatever, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's shoe blackening, and beats us, it's got to be uh, kneaded. Anything which requires kneading is called beats us, Rashi. It's like gear. So in other words, it still has to be processed. It hasn't been blackened. He says even black ones cannot be used yet, because it still has to be smooth. What we mean over here is that the hide that it was made from is very rough because it comes from the, in, the inside flesh of the animal. Uh, and therefore, it's not finished yet, even though it's been blackened. And therefore, they have no use. They're totally muktzah. You can't wear them today. You wouldn't even, they wouldn't even be fit to wear tomorrow after Yontav. There's no machlokas here really between Rabbi Yudu who says that you could wear dark ones, black ones, blackened shoes. And Rabbi Yossi says you may not wear blackened shoes. Mark Yisrael, Mark Yisrael, it depends on the city that they came from. Each person according to his city. What do you mean by that? Basri to Mar In Rabbi Yudu's city, Rabbi Yudu, in his town, when they took a piece of hide and made that into shoes, okay, so the flesh part of the hide, meaning the inside, the face, the inside of the animal, which is rough and needs to be smooth, they put that on the inside where your socks are, not on the outside. So the outside, the part that, uh, that let's say, the part that has hair on it, the part uh, of the hide that's exposed to the air, that's smooth. So as, if that's blackened, they're ready, they're ready to wear. So Rabbi says if the shoe has been blackened, even though it hasn't been smooth, it's okay. It doesn't have to be smooth because the rough part of the hide is on the inside of the shoe. Basri Nimar Bissalael. But on in Rabiosi's town, the inside part of the of the hide, meaning the fleshy part of the hide, the face, the inside of the animal, they put that on the outside of the shoe, so that had to be smooth even after it's been blackened. So therefore, it's not ready. It depends on the circumstances and the on the locale how they make the shoes. Then the mission said like this: Zaklau. The end of the mission says, here's the general rule, anything that you can use on Yantif, you could send on Yantif if you can use it on Yantif. That's what it sounds like. Anything that can be sent, can be sent, so you send it that way, you can send it. The Gemara is now going to change those words slightly. Tremendous thing Rav Shesha said. You could send somebody a pair of tefillin as a gift on Yantif. You don't wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yantif. Shabbos Yantif is an os. You don't wear tefillin on, on Shabbos and Yantif. He says you could send a pair of tefillin on Yantif to somebody, let's say as a gift. We'll talk about how do you send a gift on Yantif. Okay, let's first see what the Gemara says. Amalei Abaya, 
If you can use it on Yantif, then you can send it. You can't use the filler on Yantif. So he says, It depends where you put the comma. Anything that you can have pleasure with during the weekdays. In other words, if you look at the Mishnah, the last words of the Mishnah, you have to say, Anything you could have pleasure with, anything you could use now, if today was a weekday, so you could send it on Yantav. So he turns out the words to, if you can use it in the weekdays, if today was a weekday, you could use it. So you could use it, let's say, tomorrow, a weekday. If you could send it on Yantav. So it's an interesting thing, because as Rashi explains, but isn't, aren't Yant, isn't, on Yantav, isn't, aren't filling Muktzah? I mean, you don't use them, you don't put on filling on Shabbos Yantav. So Rashi and Tosos both say, Interesting, he says, There's no Isser. We don't wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yantif. Especially on Shabbos, you might come to carry them. Carrying is usher on, on Shabbos, right? You might come to carry them. So we don't wear them. And basically, they're like Muktzah. But he says, there's no Isser. There's certainly no Isser in a Torah to put them on on Shabbos and Yantif. So he means like a Isur. Of course, we don't wear them. But under certain circumstances, we would wear them on Shabbos Yantav, as we're going to discuss shortly. So he says, says, So Rashi says, It's not going on. If you can use them at all, you could send them on Yantav. So why can't you send the sandal hamasumer that we talked about before, the nail-studded shoe uh, that you could wear during the weekdays? There it was, you shouldn't wear it on Shabbos Yantav. There we're afraid if you send a pair of shoes to somebody on Shabbos or Yantav, a pair of shoes like that, they'll wear them. Guy doesn't have shoes or he, whatever, he didn't have a lot of shoes, so you send him a pair of shoes and he might wear them on Shabbos. And they were afraid if you, if you allow them to send them, they'll say it's mutter to wear them. But on tefillin, if you send a person a pair of tefillin as a gift, you know, his tefillin were just stolen or he lost them, and you, Rabbi Sheesh says you're allowed to send them on Yantif. There's no question he knows you can't, you don't wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yantif, but he can accept it as a gift. How do you send a gift on Shabbos or Yantif? Are you allowed to send gifts on Shabbos and Yantif? We learn you can't. So they asked that question. There's no need for wearing them on Yantif. So even, even carrying. Why? Because you're Mesameach, the person, by giving him a gift. That's the Tzorach Yantif. Not that he's going to wear the tefillin, but by receiving a gift, you, were, you made him happy. I, we learned that you don't send gifts on Shabbos and Yantif. So it could very well be the Mepharshim deal with this with Nevin Salah and Rav Kenevsky. They talk about this, that, that that's the Simchas Yantif itself is receiving the gift. Meaning, normally, normally a gift, you don't send a gift to somebody that he's going to use the next day. A matana of that sort. But for example, you can invite somebody to your house even though you're giving him food. That's a matana. So the same thing over here that adds to the Simchas Yantav. If you're just sending him a gift that he's going to use on Tuesday, that doesn't, in, that doesn't enhance the Yantav. So if, you, if you're giving him food on Yantav, that enhances the Yantav. So in the same way over here, something that's a mitzvah that he's going to be able to use for a mitzvah, for tefillin, uh, if you can carry it, it adds to the Simchas Yantav by, by enhancing him with the ability to do a mitzvah, even though he can't do that mitzvah that day. Giving him the gift itself is a, it's not because the, it doesn't enhance, let's say, a, a, a wedding, or you get him a wedding gift. That's not, that's not the enhancing, that, that's enhancing the day of the wedding. So if you give it to him on Shabbos, it doesn't have much of a purpose. But if you give it to him on Yantif, then that's something that he's a mesamech with a, with a mitzvah. So that could be considered Simchas Yantif. So it's difficult, it's not simple. 
but you can send a gift. We're just talking about sending a person a gift. You can send him a pair of fill and on Yantif. Maybe uh, if you're returning his thing, then maybe we're kind of a mitzvah of, uh, of a Shavas Aveda. But if you're sending him as a gift, as a gift, how can you do a gift on Yantif? The answer is that it's part of Simchas Yantif, is being able to perform a mitzvah. That's, that helps him perform, that's, uh, that, that helps him, uh, that's, that's Mesameachim on Yantif. And therefore, it's, it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's, uh, you, have, you have to understand how can you send somebody a gift on Yantif. Now, we said over here that. Um, even though he can't use it on Yantav, we're saying, basically, if it's something that has some use, you could send it to him on Yantav. So Rabbi now says, Abaye says like this, and since we're talking about Tefillin, you mentioned Tefillin, you're talking about sending things on, on Yantav, and Rav Shesha sent a pair of Tefillin on Yantav, and you got into that whole discussion, how you're allowed to do it. So <coughs> Abaye asked the question, you only buy learn the mission the way we learn. Anything that you could have a non-yantif, you could send on yantif. They said, no, that's not the pshat. Anything that you could have a no period, even the next day you could send on yantif. So Abai says, if you're talking about film, let's talk about film. Name Let's let's teach a halach about film. How you If you were coming on the road, Rashi learns you were coming on the road air of Shabbos. Tosis learns you just you were coming on the road it was the end of the day. We don't wear tefillin at night, and we don't wear tefillin on Shabbos and yantif. So he was coming on the road. The tefillin brochure, he had his tefillin on his head. Zidir of Shabbos, or was coming to nighttime during the week. The sun was setting. Manich Yaroi puts his hands on Machim Megillah basis. He should put his hands on him until he get, reaches home. Rashi learns he puts his hand on him. People shouldn't think that he's wearing tefillin on Shabbos and Yantav and learn from him. Marasayan isn't, even, isn't the Marasayan also. So some say just that he should put his hand on it to remember to take them off when he gets home. Okay, so he puts his hand on him until he gets home. Similarly, if he was in a base medrash, in those days the base medrash was like out of town, out in the fields where they had room to learn, and it was dangerous, to, it wasn't a place that was guarded. So he was in a base medrash in Tefillin Barosho, but Kiddush Lev Shabbos was coming upon him. What does he do? Manich puts his hand on a Tefillin, even though it's Shabbos, and he's wearing them on Shabbos, but wearing them on Shabbos, excuse me, he's, he's carrying them on Shabbos by wearing them. And wearing them is considered, Rashi says, is havara kalachiyat, is like carrying in an unnatural way. If you, if you wear something, uh, that's, not, that's, not, that's not, if you're wearing it, it's not directly carrying. Carrying is if it's in your hand, it's in your pocket. But if you're wearing it, it's called havara lachiyad, and therefore you're allowed to do it on Shabbos to protect it film until he reaches home. So that's what Abayah said, that if you're in a situation where you have to take off the film, but you, but you can't, right? You can't take them off because you're on the road, or because you're in a place which is dangerous, you can continue wearing them until you get home. Put your hand on them, either that people shouldn't think you should wear, you're wearing fill and learn from you, or that they think that you might be making a mistake, or that you should remember to take them off. Similar story, where you're on the road, and fill in your head, and now Shabbos comes upon you, it's right now Shabbos starts. You don't wear them all the way home. You wear them until there's a place of safety, until you get inside the, the, town, the town wall. And in the first building, the first house uh, inside the town wall, where it's safe, put them down there. Don't wear them all the way home. Similarly, how Yosh Beis Medrash, he's not a Beis Medrash out of town, again, he gets until he gets, if he's, if he's, in, um, if he's in a Beis Medrash and, it's, uh, and, it's, and, and Shabbos starts, he should put his, wear his tefillin home until he gets into the base of Samach, the base of Medrash, until he gets into a house, in other words, a place of safety that's close to the base Medrash. But what do you say? 
You see, you can't wear them all the way home. You got to put them down in the first place, which is safe, in the first house inside the wall or in a house inside near the base medrash. Base medrash wasn't safe. So, so Abaya said you can wear them all the way home. This price says you can only wear them until you get to the first safe place. It's Lokasha, Adamintra, Alamintra. Very simple. That in this place, he's talking about if you take it to the first place which is safe, that means it's a place which is guarded. You can leave the phone there. And Abaya was talking about a place where it wasn't safe, right? You didn't have a place to leave them, and therefore you could wear them all the way home. So as Gemara says, Idlo Mintra, if it was a place that wasn't guarded, Meyer Barosho, what do you say that if he, if he had filling on his head and Shabbos started, he should wear them all the way home? I feel a mechzmari, even if they're on the ground. Right? Even if you find them on the ground, you're supposed to put them on. You're walking on Shabbos, and you see a pair of filling on the ground, or many pairs of filling, you, you put them on and walk home with them, go home with them. Even on the ground, if you find tefillin in the street, you wear them in a pair at a time. Wear them in. So what do you, why do you say if they're on your head? Even if they're not on your head, you're supposed to take them. This is Lokasha. He's speaking about the, the gears from the Gemara, the way we have it is, that in other words, that you leave them in a house that's near, near the base medrash or inside the wall, when it's guarded, a place that's guarded from both from uh, crooks, from robbers, and from uh, and from dogs. In other words, it's a protected place. But the reason you have to wear them home in this case, why, is because that you're you're, you're talking about a case where uh, uh, the the they're, they're guarded from dogs, but they're not guarded from ganavim. In other words, the, when it says over there that you find them in the street, you have to put them on put them on and wear them home. That's where it's not guarded at all, right? So Abai is telling you that even though dogs wouldn't, uh, you know, maybe you'd put it down inside the town wall, but dogs uh, dogs won't get to it, but Ganavim would, right? So therefore you should wear them all the way home. But in a place where, uh, when we say that you find them on the street, you put them on, that's speaking about a case in the street where they're not w- guarded at all, in other words, if you find, uh, find filling in the street, you find them in the street, obviously, you know, the, the burglars didn't get to them, and if it's uh, dogs won't, uh, the dogs won't get to them, they're in a place where the dogs won't uh, bother with them, then you leave them there. You only put them on if you find them in the street because you're afraid they'll be destroyed. Uh, either either gun of them or even dogs would get to them. So we're talking about a place if you're wearing tefillin on your head and Shabbos started and there's no safe place to put it nearby inside the wall or in, in the first house, wear them all the way home because we're afraid that maybe if you put them down, somebody will steal them. In other words, the, the, the house that you put in might, might protect them from dogs, but not from gun of them. Uh, so, so that's what I mean. Mao, the same I might think, Rove listed me, so most of the crooks are, most of the crooks are Jews. I don't know, maybe that's a place where most, most of the locality, most of the people living there are Jews, or maybe the, the Gaim are mostly murderers, but the Listim are Jews. The Lomazaz, and they won't, and they won't uh, make light of the Tefillin and treat them disrespectfully. Kamash we don't say that. So it comes out like this. If you're, if you're wearing Tefillin outside in the base medrash or on the road, and you're coming, and, and it's Shabbos now, or it's nighttime, and you want you can't take them off for whatever reason, Let's say it's Shabbos. So you wear them inside inside the walls. If that's safe there, you can put them inside the wall. That's fine. 
But if the if if the house inside the first house inside the wall is not safe, there might be crooks there. Wear them all the way home. When could you put on tefillin? Even if you see them in the street on Shabbos, that's when they're not guarded at all. Meaning dogs would get to them, etc. But if if dogs can't get to them, uh, then you don't leave them. You, you leave them there. If you if you're wearing them, then you take them all the way home. You're worried about crooks. But if you find them in the street and gar, and dogs, it's enough if dogs can't get to them, then you can leave them where they are. Hanloch Beitzah. That's the end of this parak. End of the first parak. Now we begin the topic of erev tafshilim. Yantav shechalios erev Shabbos. Let's say Yantav comes out on Friday. Yantav comes out on a Friday. What do you do? Are you allowed to cook for Shabbos on Friday, right? Obviously, you're supposed to cook before Shabbos, but here, before Shabbos, is Yantav. What do you do? So, lo yivashu b'tchil b'yantav. You shouldn't, at the outset, cook on Yantav for Shabbos. You have to make an air of tafshilim, right? M'yantav l'shabbos, lo b'tchil b'yantav l'shabbos, because it's also to prepare from Yantav to Shabbos. However, however, aval mavashu l'yantav, you could cook on Yontif. For Yontif, you're allowed to cook that day. You're allowed to shecht and cook. You shouldn't play any games. Don't try to make any things. I'm going to cook a lot on Yontif. I'm going to make a double, a double cholent on Yontif for Yontif and Shabbos. You shouldn't do that. You should cook on Yontif. If anything's left over, you're allowed to use it on Shabbos. But you're not allowed to cook from Yontif to Shabbos. Okay, what could you do? You make an Erev Tavshilun. Erev Tavshilun means I prepare food, a baked item, and a cooked item, as we'll see on Thursday, let's say Thursday, if Thursday is, is let's say, uh, an Eretz Yisrael where there's one day Yontif, so Friday is Yontif, and Thursday you make an Erev Tafshilin. What does that mean? You started cooking for Shabbos on Thursday. Now, once you cook on Friday, you're allowed to lechatchila cook for Shabbos because you're just completing what you started. You started cooking on Thursday, you can continue cooking on Friday Yontif for Shabbos. But also, Tafshil Merev, Tafshil may make a cooked dish in Erev Yontif, as we'll see also a baked item if you're going to bake. The Somach loving you can rely on that for Shabbos, meaning to say, I'm just continuing my job. Besham Yom Shnetov, you have to prepare two cooked dishes. Basil says, Tav Shalechet, it's enough to do one. Beshavim, they both agree, Bedag Ubeitza Shalov, they used to make when they would uh, fry or bake the fish, they would, uh, they, would ba- they would fry an egg on top of the fish together. And if you have, a, if you have fish and an egg, Shalov, the, the, the egg that's on a chain, that's considered two Tav Achlu, let's say, let's say it's Friday morning and somebody ate up the Erev Tav Achluf was eaten up. Oh, Shabbat was lost. Now you're not allowed to cook because it's only if it's there, then you can continue cooking. There's a Shaila. <coughs> if I finish cooking already for Shabbos, can I eat the air of Tafshilin on Friday? Our minig is to wait and eat it on Shabbos. Some say that you can even eat it on, on Friday if you're not cooking anymore. You can't only cook as long as it's still there. But the fact that the Mishnah said, didn't say, V'osit Tafshilin, Erev Yontav, Lishabbos, didn't say that you have to keep it till Shabbos. So someone had darshan from there that it's it's the Tavshil Meir of so much love the Shabbos. You could depend on it for Shabbos, even if you ate. You can depend on it for Shabbos, meaning as long as it's there and you're cooking on Friday, you can. It has to be there as long as you're cooking for Shabbos. But if you're not cooking for Shabbos anymore, let's say you finished all your cooking Friday morning, can you eat it on Friday? That's already a Shiloh We hold that we generally many gets to leave it and don't eat it until Shabbos. Okay, so if some of it's left over, in other words, you can rely on it. And again, what's the idea? That there, the Erev Tavshion says that you started cooking on Thursday and Friday you're just completing the job. You didn't start cooking on Friday for Shabbos, that's Osir, but you could, but you can, could, you can finish the job. 
Minani Mili, where do we get this idea from? What's the Lushan, by the way, of Erev Tafshilun? The Pashim Shad is Erev Tafshilun, Erev. You're mixing up Shabbos and Yontif, meaning you're allowed to cook on Friday and for Friday on Yontif, for Yontif and Shabbos, if you started cooking before. That's the Stam Lushan Erev. Ramam says that the Erev Tafshilun is like the Lushan of Erev Chatseris. What do we mean? We learned about Erev and about making an Erev. Really, Minatori, you can carry from, uh, you know, from a Chatser into the house. Uh, that's all. That's not it's just a rabbin, or from a chutzner into a mavi, and vice versa. But the rabbi said, make an erev to remember that you shouldn't carry from shusiach to shusarabim, or vice versa. So the same thing over here, the erev tafshilun is also like an erev that we that we to remind us that you don't cook from yontif to weekday. So just like make sure you can't even cook. You say don't even cook from yontif to shabbos to remind us you don't cook from yontif to weekday. So different ways to learn. But that's erev tafshilun. We'll see. That's what the reasons also brought down it. Menorah mili. Where do we get this from? So Rashi says right away, it's not based on a pasuk, it's only a drabonan. It's only a drabonan, midaraisa, so cook for yontif, and you have a little extra, you can cook, you can, you can throw a little extra on the pot for Shabbos too, right? You're not allowed to prepare directly from yontif to Shabbos, but if you're cooking for yontif, you can cook for Shabbos also, minat Torah. But the rabbi said, make an after shion. So what's minani mili? What's it based on? What's the asmachta? It's what do we rely on? It's not really a, it's not really a draw, it's not really a deraisa. <clears throat> the Pasuk says, remember Shabbos, right, to sanctify it. This is the source for Kiddush. Zachreu, you have to remember, anything that can be forgotten. Here Rashi says, when there is a Zachor, remember, remember, why do you remember? Because you could forget, right? There are certain things, you don't have to, I don't have to remember that, you know, that my, my hand has five fingers. I don't, have to, I don't forget that, right? You have to remember things that you're prone to forget. So he says, you might forget about it. Right, you might forget that uh, you know the kedusha of Shabbos. So we were, want to remember Shabbos by preparing it for it already on Thursday. My time. What's the svar for this? What's what's the what's the underlying reasoning for it? Just love, why did they make the error for? It? In other words, okay, you're basing on that pasuk and remember Shabbos. But what was the underlying reason? So two svars. Amarava. Rava says kadeshiyavur manayafal Shabbos manayaliyantiv. In other words, we want to. Be Mechabit Shabbos. You're busy Thursday. Yantav is a big day, and uh, you're, you're cooking for Yantav. My friend, Shabbos is just like an afterthought. No. Remember by having food specifically for Shabbos. So you want to prepare a good portion for Shabbos, a good portion for Yantav. Vashi says no. Kadei Shiomer, people will realize. Realize that you're not allowed to stop and cook from Yantav to Shabbos. You have to start preparing for Shabbos before. So if you see you can't bake from Yantav to Shabbos, Kavachomer, you can't bake me Yantav Lechol. And that's to remind us that you can't, certainly, you certainly can't prepare from Yantav Lechol just like you can prepare from Shabbos Lechol. So is the reason to, to be for covered Shabbos, Manaliyah for the Shabbos, or for covered Yantav? According to Vashi, it's the Kiddush, the Kiddush's covered Yantav. That you sh- if you can't prepare from Yantav to Shabbos without making an Eretz of Shilom, certainly you can't prepare, you can't prepare from Yantav Lechol. Now the Mishnah says, Tanan also Tav Shalmer of Yantav, the Shabbos, and you can rely on that for Shabbos also, and as you started cooking, Bishlam Ravashi, Korn Javashi, Dalmer Kadesh Yomer, Enof, and Yantav for Shabbos. The reason is you should remember that what? You don't bake from Yantav to Shabbos, so, and call the Chomer for weekdays, We understand, Korn Javashi, Ravashi says, listen, the Chiddush is to tell you you can't prepare from Yontif to Shabbos and Kavachom or Yontif Chol. Therefore, you started cooking already on Thursday for Shabbos because you can't prepare on Yontif alone for Shabbos. Makes sense why you have to make the Erev Tavshilon on Friday, uh, on Thursday, rather. El Larava, but according to Rava, that the reason is what? Reason why Erev Tavshilon is that you should remember you should have a good portion. Don't just spend all your time Yontif. 
Remember that there's food, you have to have, have food for Shabbos also. Why do you have to start the Erev Tavshilin on Thursday? You can make the Erev Tavshilin on Friday also, right? When you're cooking, for, the reason is that you should remember to have a special portion for Shabbos. Don't, you know, make sure you leave some food for Shabbos. So, you should be able to pair it on Yontav also. Right, El for Make sure you put a food some side. Uh, you should put a food, uh, put away some food for Shabbos. That's how he remembers. Uh, remember Shabbos, Zacharis Shabbos Lakatsho. That's how you remember Shabbos. Zenachanami, you really you could. We're afraid that you're so busy preparing for Yontif, you'll forget to prepare the one for Shabbos. So therefore, everybody agrees that you make the erev tafshilin on erev Yontif. So that's how these Amaram, Rava, and Ravashi learned the, the source is Zachar Siyam Shabbos with the reasons that we just said. But the Tana learns that out from this Pasik. The Pasik is Eisa Shetufu Eifu on Yom Shishi, on for Shabbos, but you're going to bake, bake. Eisa Shetufu Bashelu, but you're going to cook, cook. Why is that extra lushan over there? It could have just said, <coughs> it could have just said, Hayom. Uh, Afu uh, bake and cook what you need today. Today, Arab Shabbos, it's talking in the Pasuk of Yom Shishi. Bake and cook whatever you have to do. Why did it say, You can only bake if you've already started baking. In other words, like we prepare matzah usually, right, on Erev Tavshun. You can only bake on Yanta for Shabbos if you started baking already. If you already have something baked, and you don't cook for Shabbos, Unless something has already started cooking, like usually preparing an egg, uh, a, something that's mevushal. Mikan sam chacham le'erv tavshil Torah. Again, it's not minatora; it's only drabbanan. But they based it on asmachta on that. They relied on that pasuk. You can only cook. You can only bake if you've already started baking on Thursday. And you can only cook if you started cooking already. Torah banan. Ma'is rablezer, rablezer. Some rablezer is usually rablezer. Ben here can I show Yosheb Adarish Kolayom Kulo Bilchas Yantiv. The whole day on Yantif, he was darshing the whole day on Yantif in the base medish. Yatsikashana, the first group of uh, students left. Amur Halolobaitfas, and these are gluttons. They got a lot of wine. They they all kinds of fancy wines. These are the uh, fine schmeckers, and uh, they had to leave. Oh, you see these guys? Uh, they had to go home already. Uh, the learning is too much for them. They've got to go eat. They went to the Kiddish Club. Kachnia, the second group left. Amur Halolobalchavas. These guys have barrels. Okay, they're not as bad as the first group. But uh, they have barrels of wine. They, they, that's important to them to drink and be mesameach. And uh, learning isn't for them. They're not so interested in staying in this year. Kachlisha, the third group left our and These people just have pitchers. Kachravi, the fourth group left our malalabalagid. And these people just have, um, well, I guess, I guess you could say kadna or more like bigger jugs and laginan or smaller pitchers, whatever. They're not as bad as a previous group, better than the, uh, they're, not, they're not as bad as a previous group. But they're worse than the, than the than the next group. Katchashmish is when the fifth group left. These people just want a cup of want a cup to drink, right? They're not drinking so much, but they stay longer in the shir. The sixth group began to leave. These people are people of curse. They are cursed. Why are they cursed? Because the 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 shul's empty, the base manager is emptying out. Show your best management broken. No, the was very upset. Oh, these people leaving like hardly anybody. Only a few people were left. They're like uh, <coughs> like making a curse over here. So he looked at the remaining students who were there. They started to turn pale. Uh, they thought that maybe, you know, he's looking at them. Maybe they should have left too. In other words, maybe he's only continuing to speak. 
because they stayed. Maybe they should have also got up and left. They weren't sure what they were supposed to do. Amr lem banai, lo omer. I'm not speak. I'm not saying when I say these these when I'm when I'm deriding these people who have left and calling them a curse. Uh, I'm not speaking about you. Lolo shiatsu. I'm talking about the people who left already. Shemenichem chay olam. They leave aside chayolim Torah, but oskim b'chayisha, and they're also like with uh, with eat, eating and drinking b'chayisha. They want to live, you know, with uh, physical enjoyment today. B'shas petirasan, but when they eventually left, omer lem lachu ichlu mashmanim, go eat your fats, v'shtuma talk and drink your your sweet drinks, v'sholchamanos la'enochlo, and send gifts to the ones who don't have the ones who haven't property, because today is a holy day, and don't be sad, because the joy of God is your strength. In other words, this would be what's going on over here? They leave this, they're leaving Torah, which is going to, we're going to reward them uh, forever and ever, and they're also like in Chayisha uh, and eating and drinking. What's why was he deriding them? Uh, you're supposed to be misamech on Yantif. The answer is Rablezer Tamei. Rablezer holds you don't have to be misamech if you want to. Damer Simchas Yantif Vishus. It's only an elective. It's only uh, optional. The Tanya Rablezer Omer Ain Lo Adam Biyantif Ela Oach Vishos. So Yoshi Vishona. You could either sit and learn all day, either eat and drink, or sit and learn all day. You're not mechuyiv to eat. If you want to, you could sit and learn all day. Rabbi Shua Merchalkeu. No, you're mechuyiv to do both. Chatzev Hashem, Chatzev Lachem. Half to Hashem, meaning half Torah and learning and and, and uh, davening. And the Mephoshim say makes a point of saying it doesn't mean Chazanim who stretch out the davening. It's that's not that's not uh, that's not doing anything Lashem, right? So that's not helping. Um, uh, yeah, it says it over here somewhere. I forgot. He says anyway. He says that uh, that's not that's not helping. If we're learning about Torah and real avoda davening with Kavana, that's Chetziv uh, Lashem. The, uh, if you're, uh, if you, the other part, eating and drinking, that's Simchas Yantiv. So Bishua says you have to do both. You have to do chetziv, half for God and half for you. Amra Bilchan, Ushnei Mikrachajad, they both are in the same Pasik. One Pasik says, <coughs> make a, uh, a solemn assembly for God, for God, your God, because for you, Rabbi Lezer says, either all, O Kul Hashem, O Kul Hashem, either or, Either do it all for God or do whatever you choose. But if you want, you can learn all day. And obviously, Reb Lezer felt learning was more important. That's Chai Olam. But if you want to, you can do whatever you want. Rabbi Shua Salver, Chalkeu, Chetzel Hashem, Chetzel Hashem. The Pusik tells us there's two things over here. There's, there's Simcha for you and Simcha for Hashem. My Lain Lacho. What is that Pusik? It's a Pusik in, in Nehemiah. Yeah, Rashi says, Mikru for Ezra. Rashi usually calls uh, Ezra Nehemiah as one Sefer, Sefer Ezra. If you go send food to a person who didn't make an Erev Tavshil, a person who didn't make an Erev Tavshil, he can't cook for Shabbos. So if it's Yontif today and you can cook, you should uh, send food to him. He didn't have a chance to make an Erev Tavshil. But if a person could have done Erev Tavshil, he could have put, put aside an Erev Tavshil and he didn't place an Erev Tavshil. Posheyu, he is... Guilty on purpose. If he could have and he didn't, he's Poshea and him you don't have to send food to. Why does that mean the joy of God is your strength? And Rabbi Yochum Shem Lezer Shimon, Hashem told Ben Yisrael, Banai, Lavu Alai, V'kitshu Kedishas Yom. If you don't have enough to enjoy Yantif with, with, uh, with uh, making Kiddush and eating, you can borrow money against that. Borrow money for Kedishas Yom, V'aminu and trust me, 
and I will pay you back. That's what it means over here, that's your strength. In other words, by making, jo- making the simcha joyful and serving God in that way, Hashem will pay you back. Another thing that he said, he says that if you if a person wants his uh, wants his assets to be successful, he wants to be succeed. You should plant for them a large tree. There's a large tree called an adar, which is very powerful, very high. You could see it from far away, and people know that it's his field. God up exalted, up high. God is very mighty. In other words, adir is a lotion of strong and and powerful. And, and people see it, people know that's your land. Inami Adra Kishme. Adra sounds like uh, generations, like in Aramaic. Adra is like Dora, generations. Kanamish people say, My Adra, the Kaimila Dara. Why is it called an Adar tree? Because it lasts from generation to generation. It's very strong and powerful. And therefore, when people see it, people uh, know that it's yours. Tanamiyaki, Sarashesh Boadar, a field that has a tree like that in it, this big power, and it's never stolen. Benechmesis, it's not. Uh, even if people in Chamsen is when they, they, they force you to sell. This zone means it's stolen from you that, you know, you're not on the land. Chamsen means they pay you for it. Also, it won't happen. And its fruits are guarded. Why? Because the, the tree is strong and powerful. So Rashi says, why is it strong and powerful? Maybe, what do you mean the, the Paris are guarded? Maybe because it's got large branches and it stands as like a uh, boundary line and, uh, you know, that people won't come to it because the tree, so to speak, guards the fruits. He offers another shot that the tree has pollen that falls off of it and the pollen serves as a pesticide to protect the fruits, uh, to protect not only the fruits, but to protect, it's even, even, if it's even a, a field of wheat, of grain, but uh, the, the, uh, this tree gives off a pollen that acts as a pesticide to keep the uh, vermin from destroying the uh, the grains in the field. Uh, the brother of the brother of Avinoy from Chazor said, A person's a person's sustenance for the year is decided from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur. Today is the Arab Yom Kippur, right? So this is our chance to uh, get sealed for that by proper tefillahs. Except what he's going to spend on Shabbos Yantif, but what he spends on on Limit for his children for Torah. If he does if he gives less, if he spends less on Shabbos and Yantif and on Limit, then they give him less, so to speak. From heaven, they give him less. From Hosif, and if he adds on Mosif and low, but everything else, and if he spends money on Shabbos and Yantif and, and Talmud Torah, then his uh, own uh, his own um, income will be increased. Everything else, but uh, and if he spends less, his income will be decreased. But besides that, it's all fixed from uh, from uh, from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur. We should be zocha for good things on this era of Yom Kippur. Just one point that Tosus points out from Farshim asks, says, "Borrow against me if you don't have for Shabbos and Yantif, and I'll pay you back." Mor says, "I say Shabbat chol lebrios." Right? You'd rather, rather make your Shabbos like a chol, just have a simple meat. You know, have have matzah and tuna fish, and don't make it in, instead of begging people. Says, if he doesn't want to pay. In other words, Farshim say, if he has money, he just is not liquid right now, so you could borrow against that. But if you're going to have to pay, uh, get money from the tzedakah, then don't borrow. Don't borrow for if you're going to have to pay back by a tzedakah. Better to make Shabbat Chachol. Interesting thing about Love Alive and Perea. Unfortunately, I'll uh, talk about that as well. Tomorrow's Daf is Daf Tessayin on Yom Kippur. Yom HaKadosh will be on the podcast. And um, on, on Friday, 
We'll start from Tanur Abonim, the second line of Daf Yud Zion, at 5.20, our regular time. For the next few days, until Chalamoy, we'll be learning at our old time of 5.20. On Chalamoy, we'll probably have to go back, uh, learn a little bit earlier. Uh, but at least on Friday and Sunday and uh, Monday, which is uh, Erev uh, Sukkot, we'll be back to our 5.20 time. to everybody. Slicha Mechila, Koltuv, and Besura Tova. Koltuv, Koltuv,